welcome back. My name is Lynn Wilson, and welcome to today's podcast called Hope for Today. So last week we were talking about give me what you got. And we were talking about how the Lord wants us to give back to him what really is rightfully his in the first place. And you can go back and check out that podcast. And we talked about the Christmas story and a little different spin on it and some other biblical stories in the Old Testament where basically once people gave the Lord what they had, he worked through them in a miraculous way. And that's what the Lord wants to do. He wants to show us and others his power and who he is to draw them closer to him and draw them to him ultimately for salvation. So today I want to talk about where is God going to meet you? We're headed into a new year. We're headed into 2021. After this year of 2020, we're all like, we're done. That's it. We've had enough. I'm, I'm looking forward to 2021. I've heard so many people say that. Then I've heard many people saying, I don't even want to know what 2021 is going to be like after I've lived through 2020. Well, let me tell you, we don't know. We don't know what a day is going to bring. But I can tell you this. God has already gone before us. God is already with us. And God is saying, just like last week when we said, God's saying, give me what you got. God is saying to you, I'll meet you there. I'm with you. So let me just read in Luke chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 26. During Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin, which would have been Mary. She was engaged to marry a man named Joseph from the family of David. Her name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings. The Lord has blessed you and is with you. But Mary was startled by what the angel said and wondered what this greeting might mean. The angel said to her, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Mary, God has shown you his grace. Listen, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son and you will name his name Jesus. And he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of King David, his ancestor. He will rule over the people of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will never end. I'll tell you, you read that and you realize God met Mary right where she was. Now in Matthew 1, starting in verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in his mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and his name will be Jesus. Both times an angel appeared to them and said, don't be afraid. The Lord met them where they're at. You know, there are so many times in my own life where I have felt the Lord meet me where I was at. 
sometimes I'm in a good place. You know, I, I got it together. I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm feeling good. I, I'm like, you go girl, you're, you're doing okay. And there's other times where the Lord has met me where I'm at. And I, I'm almost embarrassed to say the emotional state I'm at, the mental state that I'm at, the spiritual state that I might be at. You know, there's a story that <clears throat> it's a kid's story. Um, and it's a fictional story and it's a story of three trees. And for some of you, <clears throat> this might be a very familiar story and maybe not to others. So I will quickly go through the story, but there were three trees that were, you know, in the forest up on a hill and, uh, a woodcutter came and, and needed to cut down some trees. And the first tree said, Oh, my dream, my dream would be to be built into this beautiful treasure box to be laced with gold and carry treasures around the world. Oh. And the second tree said, Oh, you know what my dream would be to be built into a mighty ship that would carry Kings to faraway lands. The third tree stood very straight and tall on the top of the hill and pointed up. And he just said, I want to stand here and point straight to God. That would be my dream. So the woodcutter came and cut each tree down and put them in a pile. And the first tree, oh, she was so excited when the woodcutter came and oh, I'm going to be built into a treasure box. And the wood was cut and nailed together and she was made into an animal's feeding trough. I'm not going to be a beautiful treasure chest laced with gold and wealth and treasure put into me that I could be carried around and ordained so beautifully and, and, and my wealth shared. And oh, she was heartbroken. She was made into an animal's feeding trough. The second tree, the woodcutter came and I know I'm on my way to the shipyard. I know exactly what's going to happen to me. I'm going to be a mighty ship that's going to carry kings to faraway lands. And the wood was cut, nailed together, and she was turned to a, into a very small fishing boat. Never could she withstand the ocean, the waves, and or a roaring river. She was really a small fishing boat that could go onto a lake. Oh, she was so sad. I'm not going to be a mighty ship and sail kings from here to there. And the third tree was left into a pile for a while and, and weathered and, and uh, just sat there for a little bit. And then all of a sudden it was cut and it was put together in, in such a fashion. And then when the time came, God needed to use these three trees. The first tree was a feeding trough. And when that first tree realized that baby Jesus would be laid in that feeding trough, she realized that she would hold the king of kings. Hmm. Then the second tree. Oh, I wanted to be a mighty ship and I'm a fishing boat. And now I've got all these men piled on my boat and, and there's a there's a storm. I don't even think I can hold these men. What am I going to do? I thought I would be a mighty ship and I'm I'm a little little boat with all these people that I don't even think I can save them. And all of a sudden, one man stood up and said, stop. And the storm ceased to exist. Who is this in my boat? 
This is Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, in my boat. That was the second tree. The third tree who stood tall on the top of a hill and pointed right up to heaven and pointed up to God. So wanted to stay there and, and just do this the rest of her life. But she was chopped down and cut down and left in a pile for a while and then placed and put together. And what am I? <clears throat> I'm no longer straight and pointing up to God on the top of a hill. I, I sat in a pile for a while and now you, you put me together and what am I? And next thing she knows, there is a man being nailed to her wood. And she became the cross that the Lord Jesus Christ hung on. The first tree to realize she would hold baby Jesus, the King of Kings. She wasn't just a feeding trough. She was going to hold the King of Kings. The second tree who thought she'd be a mighty ship was this little tiny boat that could barely hold a group of men in a storm. But then she held Jesus who stopped the storm with a word. And the third tree who thought, oh, I'll stand on this hilltop and I'll point to God, became the exact cross that the Lord would be nailed to and die on. And her purpose was to hold the King of Kings on her, on her wood until his death. And you look back to these fictional stories, a kid's story, if you will, of three trees. They could represent our three lives. They could represent your life and my life. You know, Mary was a young girl and she, she had nothing to offer. If you listened to last week's podcast, we talked a little bit about her and, and where she grew up and what she was all about. And, and uh, she was a simple girl, but God met her where she was at, right where she was at. Joseph, he was going to marry Mary and, and all this happened and, and what, where, oh, confusion, frightened, I'm sure disoriented and, and what, where do I go? What do I do? God met Joseph where he was at. Both times with Mary and Joseph, what was said to them, do not be afraid. I have a purpose for you. God has a purpose. Again, these three trees that we talked about, it's a fictional story. But how many of us thought we would someday have something beautiful and we would be ordained with these gorgeous things and, and we would just carry treasure. We would, we would be this somebody, if you were to say, we would be somebody. And you look back at your life and you think, I was turned into a feeding trough? What purpose is there in that? Or Maybe you thought, oh, I would be created into this powerful sailing ship and I'm going places and I'm traveling and I'm doing things. And and you look at your life and you feel like you're this little rowboat and or fishing boat and, you know, smelly fisher. You're being used for smelly fish and to carry men. And what is that? Is that is that where God met me? And then the last tree, and he, she thought she was perfect. She's standing on the hilltop, and she's pointing to God. How many of us have felt like we're in the right spot? Yep, we're right where we need to be. I'm in a good place. I'm standing strong, 
and I'm pointing people to God. And in all three situations, God had a different purpose. One had to house baby Jesus. One had to deliver the Lord and his men to a place where they could see God perform a miracle, but with a word during a storm. And the other, just when they thought they were serving God in the most perfect way, God said, you know what? That's not how I want to use you. Where is God meeting you? Are you frightened right now? Has God come to deliver a message to you? Now, God doesn't send an angel, but God does give us a whisper. Have you heard that small whisper? And you're going, you want me to what? Lord, I don't think so. That's not the plan I had for my life. But you hear that whisper again. Is God meeting you where you're at? Is God telling you to do something? 2021, if the Lord tarries, will come. And God wants you and me to be part of it in a miraculous way. You know, last week we talked about a Christmas miracle and being part of a Christmas miracle. And give me what you got. Giving the Lord what you have so that he could use you and show people his power through your life and through what you have to offer back. He just wants your heart and he wants your life. Now we're entering the next phase. You know, after Christmas comes New Year's and we're entering 2021. Where is God going to meet you? What is God trying to tell you? I need you to be part of for 2021. Just like Mary and Joseph, has the Lord come to you in a unique way? just where you're at and told you, I don't want you to be afraid. I've got a plan for your life. Maybe you feel like one of these trees. I know these stories were fictional, but they represent sometimes how we feel. We think we're going to do these mighty things. And, and then we look and we look at our life and we think, I don't really have a whole lot to what I thought my life would equate. You know, it's just, he's not done with you yet. If you wake up today and you have breath to breathe, God's got a purpose for you. You know, there is a Bible verse that says your name has been engraved on the palm of his hand. When God died on the cross, that last tree, when he was nailed to that wood, that tree had no idea that someday he would be created into the cross. And that when that nail went through his hand, that mark was there after he arose and they could see that mark in his hand. That mark in the Lord Jesus Christ's hand represents Lynn Wilson. Put your name there. It represents you. Your name was engraved on the palm of the Lord's hand. He has such a purpose for you that he died on the cross and gave his only son. God sent his only son to die on the cross so you and I could have eternity. But we're not there yet. We will be there someday, but right now we're here on this earth to serve, to, to thrive, to do things. Give them what you got. Make 2021 the best year of your life. Give the Lord everything you have. I don't mean sell your house and move to the top of a mountain where some people would say, well, I'm going to get rid of everything and I'm going to move to the top of a mountain and I'm going to wait for the Lord. No, 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 no. If you have a home, use it for him. If you have a car, use it for him. Whatever you have, use it for the Lord. Well, I don't have much. You have plenty. 
All you have to do is whatever you have, as big or as little, you might think it is the most insignificant thing. You might feel the mo to be your person is the most insignificant person when you look around. I do this. I look at other people and I think, I can't sing. I couldn't carry a tune if I tried. And I look at people that can sing and, and I'm almost embarrassed to sing in church because I can't sing. God didn't call me to sing. I look at other people that can preach and teach in, in ways that, oh, people are just so drawn to them. That's not what I was created to do. I look at other people that have gifts and talents and doing things in church or doing things in ministry and I, I get jealous. I have to admit I do. I get jealous. That's not what God called me to do. Just like these three trees, they were all cut down and they were all created for a different purpose. They were created into something. But each thing was something unique that God wanted them to do. What does God want to do with you and me in 2021? I want you to get excited. I want you to feel hope running through your veins. And I want you to just have your fingertips tingling with excitement to know God has a plan for you in 2021. God wants to use you in 2021. Give him what you got. If you don't know what that phrase means, you need to go back to last week's podcast. You need to get excited. If you're not excited, why would people around you be excited? I want you to ooze joy. I want you to ooze excitement. And when people say, what are you excited about? I have no clue. I just know that God wants to use me this year and I'm going to give him what I got. So I want you to join me with excitement and knowing that in 2021, God is going to do miraculous things through you and through me. Thanks for coming by and we'll catch you next week on the next podcast.